Soulless Devils. Thanks for crawling through the sledge and hanging out with me once again on Misery Point Radio. An honor to have me with you. I know, at this point, we have already established that. But enough about me. Let's talk about, well, not you either. Today, I've got an extra special time-traveling show in store for you. A show with a little history, a little backstory, a little nostalgia that harkens back to the origin of Misery Point Radio. Well, today's guests are a local Seattle band called Less Than Three. This band features bassist Kyle Miller, drummer Remy Moritt, and of course my good friend Bradley Miranda. See, Brad was instrumental in helping me with my numerous technical issues with my original show called On The Edge, and he is truly a recording studio wizard. He also helped me get some in-studio guests for the show, such as Chris Adkins from legendary local punk band MXPX, and the Queen of Americana herself, Linda Nicole Blair. And Brad himself was also a guest. And on that insanely popular Brad Miranda episode, a little over a year ago, one of the things we talked about was the possibility of him putting out a solo album. He confirmed there was material in the works, there was some of it that was already done, and now flash forward a year and some change later, that material has resurfaced, though somewhat reworked, and laid the foundation for the rebirth of Less Than Three. And today, joining me live in studio, the band is here to talk about their history, the breakup, the reformation, and to provide us with an exclusive live studio performance with some never-before-released material. And sadly, Remy couldn't join us for reasons that are top-secret and uber-classified, so we'll have to catch up with him another time when it's safe and lives aren't in danger. Now grab your White Claw or your Pineapple Mojito, put down your Wall Street Journal, and prepare for awesomeness. All right, so please welcome to Misery Point Radio, live in studio, from the soon-to-be legendary Seattle band, Less Than Three, Bradley Miranda and Kyle Miller. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Awesome. I, I don't know if we're legendary, but... Oh, you're legendary now. Okay, well, I appreciate that yeah. for the, the boost. Absolutely. So, Brad, last time you were on, uh, you were here with uh, Chris Adkins, and that was literally almost a year ago. That's so insane. It is insane. Yeah, Um. so... Chris and I did a band called The Royal Pain. Which I love. Yeah, that was a fun project. He and I did that. I played drums in that band. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, different role. And then uh, Kyle ended yeah. up joining that yeah. that band later. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that must have been a little after the interview or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we've actually played a couple shows together. We, we got to open up for some of my favorite bands, like Broadway Calls. And uh, so we went down to Portland and... And we got to play with like my favorite punk band. Like when when MySpace was a thing, that was my favorite. <laughs> I'm not even making yeah, this MySpace. up. Like MySpace. Yeah, yeah. And and so like Kyle was making fun of me the entire time in Portland because I was fanboying so hardcore because I love those guys so much. He's like, dude, I've never seen you like this before. Uh-uh. Yeah. And we went to that sketchy uh, <laughs> sketchy grocery store in Portland. You remember that? Oh, dude. Yeah. There was like a tweaker in there talking to the tweaker cleric and shit. And I I had no idea what was going on there. It was a tweaker fest. Yeah, pretty much. And we were so lucky as to catch yeah, there, the show. There, there were only flies all over the food and... Yeah, it was dirty. It was yeah. a good. It was like the perfect tour story. Yeah, it was like it's rock star meal right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, where's where's your other guy? Where's Remy? 
Uh, Remy is in Seattle. I think he's working right now. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. at work. He so works, Remy's our yeah. drummer for for the people out there. Right. I don't know who Remy is, but and so why don't you guys tell the world what it is that you do in the band? Okay, um, Kyle, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I'm I play bass, uh, and that's it. <laughs> that's and it. And then they just like use my my wit and my stupid charm. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> I don't know. We That's love all you, I Kyle. do. I do that, and and we hang out and mess around. Cool. And, and I uh, play guitar and sing for the band, and write primarily most of the songs. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. How do you guys classify your style? Your bio has like twelve different styles of music that you kind of identify with. Um, I think for me, um, I guess Kyle, I, I I have always wanted to know this. Who was your bass influences? And then we'll talk oh, about man. the bands. Well, I mean, there's like all like the regular ones that everybody likes, like Les Claypool and like Flea when you're first starting off and all that. But um, as I've kind of gotten a little older, it kind of goes back and forth. Right now, I think it is, uh, oh, oh, I mean, I guess the first one that pops in my head is Nolly from Periphery. I actually don't really listen to very much punk. I did back in the day, but now it's like metal and stuff. But um, the bass player for Periphery is is kind of my dude right now. Hence why I got his signature bass recently. Yeah, Periphery's so. pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. uh, Misha's got a crazy awesome guitar style as well. So mm-hmm. those guys are pretty pretty intense. Yeah, I've seen them all live too, and they they kill it. And they pull it's, it off. It's awesome. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're not tooling with their bass player anymore, which kind of disappointed me. But he and I had a moment when they were still touring, and um, you know, I was throwing up my devil horns up there, you know, and I was like <laughs> right in front of him. And so he grabbed my hand and like, you know, had my index finger stuck out. And so he used it to play his bass and like held it against his neck. What? It was crazy. It was it was awesome, man. That was probably one of the, my favorite like shows I've ever been to. Holy cow. And then you went home and rubbed that finger all over your body. Oh, yeah. Still haven't washed it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> smelling it right now. Um, no, that, the reason why I wanted Kyle to talk about that is I guess that's primarily more of like the heavier music, right? That influenced you. Yeah, yeah. And um, what yeah. what's cool is like this project, Lesson 3, is like kind of a way for, you know, me to... Like I like heavier guitars and the other bands that I play in. Mm-hmm. It's It's more like funk and more like synth pop mainstream type of stuff and then the other thing's a little more like electronic yeah you know whereas like this like i can be heavy i can like sound gnarly i can go for it i don't i don't have too many restrictions on my playing i can go off and doodle whenever i want it's Um, crazy so my influence when writing these songs it's it's pretty interesting because i i think about this quite a bit and i think uh a big influence is like when it comes to songwriting and melodies it's like top 40 music so it's uh and so I'm just thinking like, you know, Kate, even like as far as like Katy Perry or Britney Spears or any of those things. But then I wanted to have really heavy guitars with the music. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of like my influence. And Green Day is a big influence. So, right. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So you can definitely hear do that, you yeah. consider yourselves like pop punk or uh, that's that's what comes to my head right yeah, off, right I mean, off the bat? Uh, I think that's a big influence, but for me, really, it's more of just I. Th- I think um, the biggest influence is more of like rock pop or power pop. Okay, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and so yeah, it kind of transitions to that. Got it. <clears throat> so I, I definitely hear elements of Green Day, and I know that you're a super Green Day fanboy. I love Green Day yeah. so oh, much, yeah, and just uh, for everyone to know that. So like, if Green Day and Jimmy Eats World had a bastard child. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we would get. We would be yeah. in less than three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Green Day, 
I seem to remember you posting a video where you did a Green Day cover and then Billy Joe Armstrong shared it. Yeah, well, it was um, it was a side project called The Long Shot, and, and uh, I saw mm. them play at Chop Suey in Seattle. Okay. And I was like, oh, man, I love all, you know, it was... It, it's it's way different from Green Day. It's more like a garage rock band. And so when I did that cover, uh, yeah, I didn't think he would see it. And then the next day, my Instagram feed was just... Well, actually, it wasn't even the next day. I, I posted that video. I took a shower, and then I checked my Instagram. And then it was just like constant stream of likes for the next 10 hours. Yeah. Why didn't you check your Instagram in the shower? Well, I don't know, because my phone's not waterproof, man. Oh, man. Are you sure that's because uh, you set up your Instagram going live in the shower? Oh, I didn't do that. I, well, I, I don't think you knew that. I don't think it's a good idea to look at pictures of Billy Joe when I'm naked. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Can I say that? You can. Okay. Well, I'm actually surprised that uh, I don't hear more of an MXPX influence in your stuff considering the source and considering the amount of time you spent with them. So MXPX is a it will always be one of my favorite pop punk bands, but uh I think the biggest influence from MXPX would be guitars. Yeah. Yeah, I just love how heavy the guitars are. And um so yeah, the the guitar guitars from MXPX are the biggest influence, but I don't think we play that fast. Right. You know, MXPX is just like you, you should be like sweating as a drummer and like really doing that. <laughs> hmm. And for me, it's more of like, um, I don't know. I'm more, I, I want to say more focused on like slower mid tempo stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that's just the way that I wrote those songs. Remy um, still sweats pretty good anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to punk music, he's just a sweaty pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just a sweaty man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, let's get the story then. Uh, what's the story of less than three? How'd you guys get together? And I know that this is something that started a while ago and was on hiatus and came back, if I understand this wow, correctly. Wow, you really you really looked deep into that. I social media stalked this. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, you did some scrolling. I did. So Kyle came later in the game, but we could start from the beginning. Uh, Lesson 3 actually started when I was in high school. It was a solo project. So I, I, did, I did a band where I played everything because everybody was playing hardcore music and I wanted to sing right. and, and do all that and everyone's just like you can't do that you can't sing you're not cool if you don't scream <laughs> so I couldn't find any bandmates and I actually started out as a drummer and then I ended up picking up guitar a few years later but um, then I just started playing everything we had like an 8 track and we started working on that and, and, and just like recording songs and putting it out for nobody you know I was just tracking in my basement um, and uh, so that eventually Became, and then I met with my best friend from high school who played bass in the band. And then we pulled, you know, 10 or 15 different drummers into this band and just couldn't stick stick with that. Yeah. Um, and then I, we eventually, I think around 2012, we went on hiatus. I just wanted to focus on music producing and running the studio. And then one day when Kyle and I were working together, and Kyle can talk about this a little bit, but uh, he was talking about he and I doing a band and I thought, well, I don't know if I want to start another band. What if I just brought less than three out of the closet or, you know, it was on the back burner of my life. So he convinced me and I was like, Oh, this is the perfect time to bring less than three back. So he convinced you over it, dinner and drinks. Mm, it was more of like a butt, <laughs> butt yeah. grab and Couple I was favors, like, yeah, a wink, oh, yeah. a wink and you know, a, <laughs> a wink from the brown smile. eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Oh, hey, you know, whatever works, man. Whatever yeah. whatever gets the magic flowing. Hey, yeah. Brad. <laughs> how about we start a punk band? 
did not go like that um i don't know do you have anything pretty accurate yeah okay well no um i uh so we have like a good circle of friends that are all musicians and mastering engineers mixers all that other stuff that went to school with brad at the art institute in seattle the now defunct art institute yes yeah yep they are no longer i got my degree yeah 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 right good thing you got it when you did um so, I mean, we have like a bunch of friends that all went to school together with Brad and stuff. And um, and we all happened to work in the same exact place. And when Brad got hired, he got hired on into my building. And we both did AV stuff. Still do. And um, I don't know. But we just started geeking out about guitars and all that stuff and music. And then he got me onto other projects that he was uh doing work for like uh, doing mixing and playing instruments as like a hired gun and stuff so Linda Nicole Blair that. yeah yeah. Oh, Linda, yeah yeah shout out good, good friend LNB yeah and um so yeah so we just started kind of hanging out and then he finally decided to go for it and so we just started playing punk music and stuff especially being in Chris's band I think really Chris we got a lot band. closer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When he like got us together and got us on his project and stuff that for was the a royal lot of fun. pain, for the royal pain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he's, I know he's, he's like busy. He just had a, he just had a child. Just had a kid. Lately. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's an MXPX. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, so he's, so he's got bigger stuff going on, you yeah. know, right now, which is cool. But now we're just like, ah, well, we need something to replace that. You sure. Know, that like that punk urge. So, so we got this now, and so far so good. I'd say. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> for being in the band oh, what yeah. is the story with the band name what does less i mean today it is less than three because it's just the two of you yeah but yeah, yeah. what is um, what is the meaning behind the name so uh when i i guess around that era 2007 it was like myspace aol messenger mm-hmm. and i was known f- well I guess I shouldn't admit this, but I always sent the emoji heart mm-hmm. and which was mm-hmm. the math less than sign. And okay. Three. And so, and there, and the second reason why is I wanted an easy name to spell. I didn't want anything like complicated, like, you know, what, what's a good metal name. That's just crazy. The last of the Mohicans, <laughs> you know, like bands name like that, where you yeah. have to type in multiple words. And so I wanted something really simple and, uh, Everybody sends that emoji heart. It's gotcha. a, on the iPhone. It officially becomes a heart, but before you would actually see the less than three right. emoji. Yeah. Well, we all know that Brad can only handle five letters, and any, any more yeah. than that, that's pretty much uh, the end. Of, did you know that there was a Christian band called Less Than Three? Yes. And then there was also a band from Switzerland mm-hmm. called Less Than Three. Well, I, I uh, are you guys gonna fight it out? What's going on? That is actually, I'm not lying. That is actually in the works right now. What? Yes, I, I am working with. I haven't decided on which lawyer to go with, mm. but it's a matter of. Like, I'll do it for free. Well, <laughs> do you, did you, do you have your bar or whatever? I'll, yeah. I'll, I have a bar in my house. Okay. Mm. <laughs> well. Yeah, that is in the works. Um, I can't say too much for legal reasons, but yeah, that is in the works. Well, the Swiss band has 11 followers on SoundCloud. Okay, well, what do we have, like five? You have, I think, 12. Okay, well, that's really close. (laughs) I think a cage match is more appropriate at this rate. With thumbtacks? Yeah. And Socko? Nice. So the first record, 2011, Sounds Like Girl. Oh, man, you really did do your research. (laughs) Named after... Your voice, if I understand correctly. 100% that's true. Because, <laughs> you know, it's funny because people say that I have a high-pitched voice, but, like, imagine me listening to that because what they think is high-pitched is, like, 15 times more higher-pitched right. when I hear it on playback. 
And so when I came up with that title, it was like, yeah, sounds like a girl because I sounded like a girl when I sang. <laughs> it's a great title. I wish I saved it for another album. Yeah. Well, but. so speaking of which, all of this time that you and I have hung out and spent time in the studio and done this, I did, never knew this, that you had this going on. Lesson three? Yeah, I don't know why oh, this never came up in conversation. I, You know, I think, and Kyle and I were talking about this. Um, you can elaborate a little bit, but I just don't like talking about my band or our band, you I, know? Yeah, I feel that. It, yeah. it can be a little hard to, and like... I don't even really like bringing up like other projects and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. like th- in this context, it's different. Yeah, but like when you're especially at work or something like that. Sure. You know, like I've always heard it from like so many like coworkers and stuff before. Like, oh, I got this project. Oh, exactly. I guitar. I and it's like, like yeah. you know, like someone like, you know, usually if you're talking about your group or something in front of somebody that isn't really in the scene, then they're just like, oh, that's cute. You and yeah. your Oh, you and you your, little, and your little band. You and your friends. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you guys oh, want to hear oh, my band? Well. <laughs> yeah. We're on Spotify. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, I have a podcast. You have a podcast? I have yeah. a podcast. Yeah. And I have so, a podcast too. Yeah. Oh, maybe, and maybe, a YouTube channel. Ooh, maybe YouTube. we're too shy, but I just, I never really, en- I didn't, I didn't even yeah. like telling people I worked at the trench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I work for MXP. Okay. So you know? funny story about okay. the trench. Yeah, yeah. First time I go there. Brad says, oh, by the way, don't tell anybody where it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, not like, I don't have any friends, so that's not a not a big deal, but I'm just like, anybody can go there and know that it's there. I mean, there's probably a million people that know where that place is. Yeah, but. well, at the time, I think we had some, like, people... Uh, did you have some trench stalkers we had some creepers we've had we've had we usually sometimes not all the time but sometimes we would leave the door out because someone would go outside and go Mm -hmm. back in we there was one time at night someone literally walked into that studio and just like realized he or she was in the wrong space and left like Like this opened the door literally walked in in because we were like who's coming in and then we heard someone step in and then walk right out and it was like who is that unless it's that ghost (laughs) unless it's the ghost yeah yeah Yeah. there's a suicide if anyone knew this there's a suicide (laughs) note on the wall in monkey trench studio uh from the previous owner that offed himself that is true hopefully And, and is that, that a real story? That is yeah, a real yeah, story. Yeah, Did I not tell you about that? No. Okay, yeah, it's well. crazy. He told me about it, and I was like, I'm not going to the basement by myself. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Ugh. That's where all the cool equipment is stored. Yeah, that's where all the bases and stuff yeah, are. That's and where so all the like, pedals were that I was going to buy oh, at one point that yeah, uh, yeah. Brad went it, through. and. It, it, not <laughs> not going to lie, when Mike told me to get a base down from the basement, because it's where he stores some of them, oh, I was like, oh my God. Yuck. Can I get some like crucifixes with me or something <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, some holy right. water <laughs> but awesome. yeah enough of that yeah <laughs> en- enough talk of dead people in yeah. my Carrera studio yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so some time goes by you release this album in 2011 do a couple of singles mm-hmm. then you guys have a lover's quarrel and break up with each other and go your separate ways and then here we are almost a decade later Brad is almost done with puberty <laughs> and now almost Still sounds, sounds like a girl and He's now almost there. sounds like a dude <laughs> so, he has facial hair now i can grow somewhat bit. of a beard it comes in yeah it's one patch on the left side <laughs> yeah, 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 it still yeah. Counts. hardly even a dirty sanchez <laughs> so i'm a little insulted that you didn't ask me to produce this album though i'm just why gonna are you say, insulted i just think you know because of my superior audio skills now that i learned from you um you wanted I to record could, it. i could have done it 
Well, could... you can do the next record. Okay, awesome. I hope you don't like any mixing. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. as long as you can hear me more than everybody That's else. That's all that matters. We're good. Bass. Then we're best friends. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> mixing the bass out of an album is kind of a common thing to do these days. So, uh, yeah. I think that there should be an album where they mix out everything except the bass. Well, then you have Primus. But That'd be okay with me. Yeah, that yeah, would be definitely partners. okay with me. Speaking yeah. of bass, though, you just showed us your brand new toy. Tell us about your brand new toy. Oh, man. All right. Let's talk about this. This thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been waiting for this thing. I ordered it like a year and nine months ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> a year yeah. and nine months and ago. It's, and I've had it for about, you know, six days. <laughs> no. Um. Holy crap. Uh, so Dingwall is a company, Canadian company. Uh, I bought their, uh, Adam Nolly signature, uh, series, um, that has like a, a dark glass. Uh, they, they make the little base overdrive preamps, uh, but it has their preamp inside of this base. And so it just goes so well with any of the dark glass pedals and all that. But man, this thing is like the base to end all bases. It like, Sounds like a P bass, sounds like a Spectre bass, sounds like a Warwick, and like a couple other things. It even sounds like its own like special sound and everything too. But this thing is like absolutely crazy. It's like everything that you wanted out of a bass is just in this one package, and it sounds so smacky, so spanky, so gnarly, so gritty, so uh, so everything. Everything you've ever wanted. It's like, you know, when you get a guitar or just about anything, it's like you put a bunch of expectations on it, and you just really, really hope that what you're getting is just like amazing and fulfills your wildest dreams. And this thing, like I can say for like the first time ever, this is like, has totally blown me away. We actually just used it, um, for recording on my, um, my band's, um, project, uh, we're called bit but, um, has all these really technical, like funky, heavy, um, bass lines and stuff. And man, this thing just sings out. It is like hard to stifle that thing out of a mix. Cuts through hard guitars, cuts through heavy synth. Um, I mean, there's just no stopping it. it. It's crazy. This thing sounds great. So describe it. What's on it? What kind of hardware does it have on it? What's it made out of? Uh... Oh, so it's a maple neck. I think an alder body or a maple body should be alder. And then it's got fan frets, and that's like the whole thing that's like really selling this thing is a. Uh, fan frets multi-scale so the lowest thickest string is uh, across a scale of about 37 inches as compared to a 34 inch bass which is just like standard scale for basses nowadays so the thing that you run into a 34 inch scale is that um, when uh, like your low B especially if you down tune um, it, it just it loses its attack. It's by it, you'll lose the fundamental of the note. You'll lose um, like the harmonic richness in the note just because it doesn't have the tension on it. So by even just like putting like three more inches across this like string, it makes it ring out so much more. It gives it such a better voice um, to where it just has a crazy honky mid range. It sounds like a big angry piano. It sounds yeah. It sounds like an like an angry grand piano, and. Um, yeah, dark glass tone capsule, uh, hip shot tuners. Uh, that's that's like pretty much it. I think just about everything else that's on. Why did it take a made. year and a half to get it? Just because they're so back ordered. So Are they made to order. Yeah, made to order. Gotcha. So so like um they uh they just started taking orders for the six string model right when I put in my order, 
so like they this and it's a pretty small company up in Canada. They uh, and so uh, their signature series along with a couple other um, series, uh, they're made out of North American materials that are sent over to China, manufactured, all cut over there, brought back over to Canada, and then they're set up and then sent to the customer. And uh, so I mean just. There was such a backlog of orders uh, that it just took forever for me to get mine, you know? Awesome. I understand, but it's like, I keep on saying it, it's like chronic back pain. You just like learn to live with it and forget about it for a while, <laughs> you know? But you're just like trying to forget every day. And then like, it got to the point to where like people would ask me like, so is that thing coming in? I'm like, no, shut up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, oh, it was, it was pissing me off. But I mean, totally worth the wait though. Love awesome. Dingwall. Oh my God. So, uh... Now you've got your new toy. You guys are practically married again, back together. Oh yeah, things are going on. The you just released "Say No to the Suits" back in July, uh, six song EP. Are these older songs that have been reworked? Are these newer songs that you guys? Dude, I swear you like stocked my songbook. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, let's see. For so long is probably the oldest song. I wrote that when I was fifteen. Oh, Alexander the Great. Both those two songs I wrote when I was 15, 16. For the record, that's Alexander, Alexander the Great. Which I can explain that title. Yes. My uh, best friend in high school sat behind me. He uh, was in a relationship with a girl named Amber. Oh, so his and, name wasn't Amber. No, but his name was Alex. Ah. And not to mention. So here's the story of that song is I always wanted to play Gears of War with him. But he would <laughs> hang out with his girlfriend. So I wrote the song Alexander the Great because then, you know, Alexander the Great. Sure. Which so, is an awesome Iron Maiden song. <laughs> mm. Well, I, I, mine is not as heavy as Iron Maiden, but that's, uh, yeah, those are the two oldest songs. And then uh, She's a Devil is actually about a coworker that he and I knew that was kind of a bitch, but I won't say She's names. She's really, really mean. She doesn't work there anymore, and I won't say at which job. Oh, I didn't job. know that. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> Thank God. Nice. Um, yeah, and then all the other songs are just about, you know, whatever. I try to I try to write as much as possible. You know, when we talked when you were on the show the first time, we kind of hinted that there was some Bradley Miranda solo stuff in the works. Is that what became this? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it was it was strange because at the time I didn't know if I wanted to write punk music or i guess we can call it pop punk I, I like to think of it as more as power pop but i could be wrong um but at the time i thought i was going to do this by myself and then kyle obviously i was like you know why don't we just start a band mm -hmm. and uh then i pulled less than three out and that's just kind of how it started but yeah it was originally just going to be like under my solo name okay i didn't know that i uh uh brought helped you bring back you the, did uh, the, i thought like the fire. i thought i told you my heart guess... is warmed i am touched <laughs> look at this this is like that. a little reunion here yeah, really it's amazing we're bringing people together on misery point radio mm. well now if you think of it kyle at the time we met i wasn't doing anything music Oh yeah, that's right. You're yeah. on your way out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, well, you're tired of it. You were I burned. Was so over it. Yeah, you know, you're, I was, like, was burnt. It was like, oh, you, you're in a band. Yeah. No, I was. I actually knew about his band a long time ago. I actually yeah. knew who he was before I even met him because he oh. was like this amazing bassist. Hmm. Uh, when when I was in <laughs> school, I would hear <laughs> he's laughing about this, <laughs> like I'm making this up. <laughs> no, I I heard Kyle play bass probably 
three or four years before we met, and I knew he was a really good bass player. And so when he was like, let's start a band, I was like, oh, dude, you got to join. You want to play Root Notes? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> really fast. fast. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> then it all started from there, man. Yep, that's yeah. decided. <laughs> yeah. So did you guys take kind of the existing structure of, of what had started and then you came on board and then did it get reworked and kind of re-embellished or is it? Uh, no. Well, I think for the next record that we do, I'm going to have obviously Kyle Remy more involved. Um, but for the ones that came out on Say No to the Suits, they were pretty much done. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of just had to learn it. <laughs> <Sorry>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I, I still get like my own freedom when we play it live. You yeah, know? I'm not I'm not like you need like, to play the bass line like this. Yeah, like the general rule is just like, stay I mean, time. for myself. Stay in time, stay yeah. in key. It's like stay in time, stay in key, uh, listen to the kick and snare. And uh, whenever I'm not singing, feel free to... You know, that's mess that's around. pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like not dictatorship. General. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I understand, yeah. Brad. Uh, that's, that's that's my own not, rule. It's so. not a democracy, but <laughs> it's not a dictatorship. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. So, you did a six song EP, Brad. You have five thousand songs written. Kyle, I'm sure you've got ten thousand songs written. Why did you go four more songs? You could have done a full length. I have a good answer for that, okay. actually. So originally was going to be a full length. Okay. But I felt like nobody would want to sit through 10 songs of me singing. Because... That is torture. Yeah, that yeah. is torture. I don't want to wait yeah, for see, you. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sorry. So we can't, wow. we can't put 10 people through that. Or, you know, 10 <laughs> songs of people listening through, you know. And so, yeah, and... I felt like if I wrote four more songs, it would have been more like forced and kind of just not the best work. And so I I think I had about 20 songs written for that EP, but then I just brought it down to six songs that were consistent. You could write the first 20 song EP and Mm. keep it down to four minutes. With kids and their short attention (laughs) spans, I don't think they're going to want to listen to 20 Mm -hmm. songs. Well, so here's the thing. So I saw that you, I, I thought maybe it was a budgetary concern because you did some work at London Bridge which I would like to know about because I'm just, did you do the th- most of the stuff yourself and then take it to London bridge for mixing and mastering or so describe no, the recording no. process and what you did at that studio. Uh, everything was tracked at my house. Okay. Um, we just used, I Kyle play actually Kyle did some of the bass at his, at your place. Right. And sent it to me. Oh, I did. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. out of service. That, yeah. I gotta and like so, sing the bass line. Before I can remember, <laughs> before I can remember so here's, the song and, called. and yeah. here's another yeah. thing. Kyle and I were actually co-writing. We were writing songs for clients. Too. Okay. So he would come to my yeah, house that was and fun. play bass. Yeah. We could talk about that later, but yeah, it was pretty much, um, I pretty much did everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then what were you doing at London bridge? So London Bridge uh, is we were filming a music video and it, okay. it's going to be for our next single. Okay. And it's not quite released yet, but uh, w- I think we're going to play that song tonight. Oh, see so an yeah. exclusive, a new song. Wow, that, that hasn't been released yet. Awesome. And it's really cheesy and really really poppy, but okay, uh, it'll I, get you your got, heart throbbing. Exactly. Mm. Well, you got to have ballads, you know. Sure. It's usually track seven for for those people making a record. You got to have a ballad on track seven. <laughs> okay. I'm not joking. Look there's up a, all your records. There's a formula. <laughs> there is a formula. Yeah. I, should I talk about the formula? Talk you about the formula. Let's first, break some secrets. First, uh, three, Don't give away our secrets. First three to four songs is going to be the single, and then you have your ballad on track seven. Okay. <laughs> and then everything else is just like crap. 
And so are all of the songs between three minutes and 10 seconds and three minutes and 40 seconds? Uh, I try to aim for three minutes and 30 seconds okay, and have see. the chorus come in within 40 seconds. There that keeps go. it fresh, though. Like, yeah. like, like, I don't know. Playing, what I love about playing pop is the challenge for me, especially mostly when you're writing it and all that, is, is, is writing tastefully. You know, not so much like I just want to flex or I just want to play fast. It's like picking the best, most suitable part um, for a given section. That's a that's and a great that, saying. That, yeah. That's something that's that it's kind of a fun challenge. That, I don't know if you can pull it off. It's really really cool. I think for me or all of us, it's like it's not about showing. Well, Kyle can show off on the bass. I can't show off on the guitar. You're I not a shredder. I'm not a shredder. Mm-hmm. So I I never wanted to write a song where it was like this is all about me. I wanted each individual part to be like their own thing. So for example, like uh, if Remy is going to do a drum solo, it's not going to be at the same time Kyle's playing a bass solo. It's like everything is separated so that it's uh, so that it's meant to be instead of like it's. I don't. It, I think my biggest fear is that we sound like guitar center when you walk into guitar center <laughs> there's some guy like shredding on guitar you got some guy there's playing, like, 14 guys with the amps cranked yeah, and they're all and playing mm, something different maybe, maybe i'm play. a little paranoid but that's like my biggest fear live yeah. as a show it's like i i know i feel like i'm kind of anal when it comes to like you know this is where you shine and this but at the same time i think that mm. is my biggest fear is it sounds like guitar center yeah. on stage Guitar Center live. Yeah. Well, with your history with Guitar Center, then I could understand (laughs) a little bit of extra apprehension there. I did teach there. For anyone who doesn't know, I did teach recording for a bit. Yeah. Only for the discount, though. (laughs) (laughs) I probably probably spent like three times the amount of money. Yeah, right. Your paycheck was gone before you got it. (laughs) (laughs) So with the shooting the video, so the audio was already stuff that you had recorded and then you just shot the video at that studio yeah 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 kyle and kyle and i we were playing to a pre-recorded track and remy was there obviously but we were playing to a pre-recorded track so it was like a super bowl halftime show yeah Yeah, it was was like pulling an ashley simpson yeah we were lip syncing or red hot chili peppers yeah Ah, yeah i didn't have my bass plugged in the whole time (laughs) (laughs) sorry flea (laughs) (laughs) we know we know flea can actually play bass right it's it's, uh yeah it was just cbs or abc or whatever yeah it's always the big companies yeah well we don't have to edit any more sound yeah true yeah yeah so What's so cool about the studio for the video? Did they have some badass backdrops or environments uh, that were? We had a smoke machine. We had a smoke machine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> What's funny is it was um, cool looking. Though. Yeah, it was. It was just like it was. Think of it as like um, uh, like a stage for us. Mm-hmm. We just wanted it to look like we were tracking the song in a nice studio. Uh, but what was awesome is we had a uh, music legend. You may have not heard of him, but anybody who's like an engineer knows who he is. But Steve Turnage came out. He's a mastering engineer Ooh! from Seattle. Yeah. I don't know who he, he, is. he doesn't know who he is, but that guy is like definitely one of my biggest inspirations. He's he's so low key that all of his clients just like know who he is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to advertise. He's the secret sauce. He's the secret sauce. And and the director Tony, he's the exact same thing. He's like he doesn't like. He's just like us. We don't like bragging and being like, hey, check out our band. Hey, check out this video that it. Hey, check out this is what I mastered. You know, it's like. I think in the end, for all of us, it's just like playing good music and and uh, enjoying ourselves on stage. I yeah, think that's like it was thing. it was cool meeting him. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't really get a chance to like really really chat with him or anything, but it's just like, hey, hi, I'm Kyle. Who am Steve? Nice to meet you. <laughs> that's and then the like right before he left, I was just like, hey man, nice to meet you. Thanks for stopping by. He's like, hey, nice to be met. 
Adios. <laughs> and I was like, like man, that's cool. I'll see you. Uh, yeah. Oh, hashtag legend. Yeah, yeah right. Legend. That's yeah. how a legend would leave. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing then, since you did all the tracking at your house, the most it was done ahead of time, did you have any guest musicians? Did any of your super famous friends pop in? And Actually, and- I did. I swear to God, you like stalked my ASCAP account or something. Um, Will Nutter from Amber Pacific played the keys. He played what? piano and strings and uh, for what? did some program for living living my dreams. Oh, so we got a, we got cool. one of my favorite songwriters to actually play uh, on it because he's a great songwriter. He's actually I feel like Will probably taught me how to write pop songs because he's in a pop punk band. But the way he structured his songwriting was just like that's amazing. It's all formula, right? And, uh, you know, he's classically trained. He's Asian, so we get along very well. Hmm. (laughs) This is a true story, actually. At an Amber Pacific (laughs) show, uh, a bunch of people came up to me, thought I was the guitarist for Amber Pacific, Uh and they were asking for my autograph. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, Will Nutter. Boy, weren't they disappointed? (laughs) Yeah, they were. (laughs) I'm kidding. Hey, here's a worthless autograph. (laughs) Wait, how come this says Brad? (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Will knows about that, but yeah, yeah, um, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's a true story. Um, but yeah, Amber Pacific, big influence growing up. Uh, they're from Federal Way, and uh, yeah, it was an honor to have him play on that. And then it was mastered by uh, oh, what's his name? Troy, Troy from uh, Spectre, who who mastered a ton of my favorite records. You know, going all the way from like Under Oath to uh, MXPX even. And so I had him master that track and he killed it. And cool. we're really happy with the outcome of that. Song. And are you still doing work with like uh, Matthew Wolk or? Matt is, uh, I sent him my clients. Uh, I, I specifically mm. wanted Troy to master this one. I was going for loud. Okay. And Matt's very like, you need to have dynamics. And you, Kyle works with Matt all the time. I don't know. If you yeah, actually, I mean, I think it's also the whole dynamic thing. It kind of difference. It depends. It uh, yeah. differs in the kind of music they play. Heavy metal, punk, yeah, go for it. But yeah, like, loud, I yeah. mean, like the stuff I'm in. So, so like, uh, my band Bitadat, we work exclusively with Matt. He's always done awesome work with us, and um, and and he's even done some of my own solo stuff. Um, and he just helped me out with it. But uh, I mean, everything that he does for us, I, I think um, he he knocks it out of the park every. And not time, to mention, he know. mastered "Say No to the Suits." Matt uh-huh. did. Oh, he did do that. Yeah, he okay, mastered that one. Yeah, I just yeah, but the, he did, the he's, song. He's just, mastered. He mastered that EP. Yeah, oh, yeah. the whole. He's EP. mastered every single bit of that album that's out right now. Okay. Did he yeah. master veins? I, I think, think he mastered veins. I think he did. It's an inner circle, but it's like, yeah. Again, it, it, these are like all the same people in our circle that we like reach yeah, out to. Yeah, and it was nothing. Out. It wasn't anything personal. It wasn't like oh, I don't want to work with you, but it's more of just like I really wanted Troy to do that. Well, well it's yeah. good to have diversity and stuff too. Yeah, you know, so. just kind of throw in all your friends and include in. As many but yeah, go as go can. with Matthew Wolk mastering. Yeah. <laughs> free plugs. Yeah, free, yeah, plugs. free plugs. Uh, yeah, he's a great dude. Are you still taking singing lessons from Bradley Walden? No, I did though. It was I think I did it f- uh, five lessons. So Bradley Walden from Emerosa, which mm-hmm. he just released a new album, and that was really good. He completely changed from the hardcore. Oh, it's it's poppy. it's getting some controversy. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. I don't know how the record labels are doing with that. I haven't talked to Bradley in a really long time, but uh, I did a few lessons with him, and then went with Kathy Ann, who's a singing coach in Gig Harbor. And I just wanted to say, like, one thing to know about Kathy Ann, like, if any, I talk to anybody, is, is she's classically trained, but she's focused on pop music. So it's not like 
it's not like she's going to make me sing an opera song. It's like, oh, you want to be a pop singer? Let's focus on those techniques. And sure. let's break some of the, you know, strict, stricter opera techniques and branch into, yeah, it's crazy stuff. But I've been taking lessons with her now. So when you went to her, did you say, can you make me sound like a man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, so <laughs> I like that. Um, no, uh, she, so the reason why I sounded like a girl was, I was, uh, cause was, you are, cause I'm, a, I am a girl mm. inside. No, uh, it was because of my technique was bad and oh. she instantly corrected that. She was like, you, why was are you it doing a throat that? versus diaphragm? Thing? It was me singing in my head voice, but okay. I thought it was like coming from my diaphragm. So it was really light. That's why it sounded that oh. way. And so she was like, no, you're doing it wrong. And she was great. You know, she'd slap me in the forehead, pull my hair back. Like, Punch you in the face, yeah, and give like you bend, a bloody she's nose. She's like, bend your legs, and she'd give me a black eye. And uh, yeah, so she just corrected some technique, and I feel like that kind of gave me awesome more more balls in my voice. <laughs> maybe maybe it hasn't dropped as much, but it's yeah. you know, dropped like a quarter inch or so. <laughs> it's like measuring rain. <laughs> you know? <laughs> how, how, how far have my balls dropped? I probably should stop talking. <laughs> Your management company's like, oh, oh we gotta fix Brad. this. Yeah. yeah. Can you edit that out? <laughs> so what is the goal with this band? I mean, is this gonna be a full-time like process for you guys are you you working on getting tons of shows and promoting the the ep and working towards an album or is this just kind of a a space filler for you guys to hang out and just do some shit um well kyle what do you, why don't you answer that one what do you think do you see yourself in in less than three for a while i mean yeah i mean so far my thoughts have just been hey let's just see how far we can take this thing and so far it's i, I mean we're Getting traction, I mean, just, like, on our own, you know, as far as, like, getting serious and really, like, you know, I I know um, our manager and Brad have really invested into this whole project, and that really kind of gave me an idea just how serious we want to get about this thing, because, you know, once money gets involved into it, you know, I want to make sure that everybody... Once, feels like they're yeah. getting their money's worth, you know, like, right. like, you know, that's why I like this whole like video shoot thing and it costs a little bit of money to do that. So like, which was paid course, by the least manager, thing I could yeah. do is show up and like help out, yeah. you know, and be yeah, a yeah. good sport. Yeah. Do your that, job. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. my, yeah. If it's as easy <laughs> yeah. as just showing up and then just like goofing off with yeah. Reed. It was fun. Uh, yeah. Our but, manager's uh, that's, cool, that's, but, yeah. that's, that's just how I've seen it. It's just like, mm-hmm. let's just. Uh, see how far it goes. Get, how, start getting how, gigs. How I see it is, as long as we are having fun, yeah. and nobody's hating on each other, I see this lasting as long as we want to, or as long as people will show up. Uh, I do want to do another EP. Um, I don't. I'm currently writing more songs. I think that's the big goal for me is like try to write a song a day, just like. Because if you write, I'll probably write like 30 songs that I don't like. And it's like, well, this is crap. And then I'll have three or four that I'm just like, this is the ones that we need to record. Yeah. Um, and what I like about our process is I try to get everyone involved in their own way. And so like Kyle actually dictates the rhythm of a lot of the songs. Because I'll only have like an acoustic track, you know, acoustic guitar and vocal. Do you write them on acoustic first and then uh, transfer most them over? Most of the time, yeah. Um, and then, Isn't that on my Carrera trick? No, that's a Billy Joe thing ah. uh, from Green Day. I don't know. I, I'm making stuff up. I just really like Green Day, so I just like to say they influence me in everything. But we're a Green Day cover band. I wish we were a yeah. Green Day cover band. Who, dude, does anyone really want to listen to my songs? I'd rather just play Green Day songs all day. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to get another EP going and, and uh, 
so everyone in, involved is just they're gonna dictate how the song turns out and i try to not be like you need to play your drums like this or you need to play your bass like this um that's their department and as long as we're flowing then i'm happy with however the new songs turn out so cool yeah and so knowing that you guys have infinite contacts in this business are you gonna fully exploit that try to get some super badass shows kind of out of town or Yes, I can't promise that'll happen, but <laughs> <laughs> both me and uh, our manager Reed are both we're just abusing as many people as we can. Yeah, I know that sounds all wrong. The if you just come in at this part of the podcast and you hear me just saying abusing people, I think that's just <laughs> yeah, abuse people, FBI flagging out. me already. Entry point forty four <laughs> colon five eight. We just cut that as the promo. <laughs> Brad abuses people. No, um, yeah, we're trying to do. We're trying to make something happen. But yeah. in the end, it doesn't even matter. No, I can't sing that. But uh, yeah, we're trying. Was to, that a Lincoln Park reference? Well, we can't do to that because we're not gonna. We're not gonna pay. We're not gonna pay Lincoln Park to air this. <laughs> do you have an ASCAP account or be copyright? Online? Yeah, copyright. Copyright um, nineteen ninety four Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever year it was. Yeah. I have Meteora in my car right now. Oh, that's a great and the player, Yeah, that's good. But uh, yeah, we are playing. Actually, we should, uh, we, should talk, we should talk about the two shows that we're playing. Let's actually. talk about those two shows so, right now. This week, which is uh, the ninth, the ninth Wednesday. Well, no, Thursday, Friday. I better mix this are like sure? tomorrow. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, maybe we're promoting for the November second show. Okay, which is the Charleston, the Chuck in Bremerton. Okay, but we're playing Airport Tavern. But this this uh, podcast might not be out by then. Yeah. So, uh, but that's October 9th is uh, Tacoma Airport Tavern, and then November second Charleston. Okay, which is Bremerton. So. And are you thinking farther out than that? Do you have stuff that we you do can have stuff announce planned? Yet? But I, I don't want to announce just yet. Oh man, yeah, tease. It, it's not even a tease. It's more of like, I don't want to say a bunch of stuff. And it's like, oh, we got kicked out of that uh, tour or something. Sure. <laughs> and then it's like. <laughs> so stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Shows so. TBD. <laughs> nice. Can we play your living room? <laughs> you can play my living room. Yeah. And then fun. when I get the studio built, the proper studio, then um, we can do like a homecoming or something. And you guys that would can. That be sick. Cool. Yeah. Show. yeah you guys I'm, I'm can excited to see that. Crash the bar. Finished. And uh, <clears throat> that's oh, going to yes. be awesome. And Brad will drive me in that day. <clears throat> and he will drive me out that <laughs> day. He'll drive, <laughs> you in, he'll drive you in on the Vespa. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will hold on to him can so he, tightly. Can, can he just stay in your garage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't see why yeah, not. I need a place to We'll have a lot of vodka. There you go. <laughs> as, long, as, as long as you got enough Tito's, I'll stick Ooh, around. Tito's will be flowing freely, my friend. Hey, I'm usually a bottom shelf type, so, you know. <laughs> I thought you I, were just going to say you're usually a bottom, but you know, <laughs> bottom, oh, usually a bottom, bottom well, shelf uh, is fine. I go in between, you know. <laughs> I'm not picky. Bottom uh, and top. Bottom, top, shelf. Side to side. <laughs> Reach around. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <clears throat> hey, record labels, these guys are pros, I promise you. <laughs> Thanks for the yeah. shout out. Hey, there you go. We'll the record so labels are gonna not even hear this. Yeah, all they care about is their their money and yeah. their yeah. product. They heard, they heard Green Day cover band and we're like, no, no, we're pass. pulling out. This sounds like Green Hard Day. This pass. was cool ninety back in ninety four. Yeah. Pass. Was this a podcast from before they had podcasts in 96? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's some meta shit. I have a friend of mine that, that has had a podcast for like 15 years. It's Whoa. crazy. Yeah. Can so, we get on his or her podcast? Yeah. Who is it? 
Uh, John Horsley from Spoiler Country and Y2CL. Where's yeah. he located? Uh, kind of up in the Maple Valley area, I think. Oh, yeah, You're we should next. be on. We're next. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. We're, co- we're coming for you. Hey, Johnny, <laughs> I just booked you people. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so, <laughs> Johnny, so you guys are currently, those, <laughs> this album is on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and Apple Music. Is there a physical release yet? Uh, no, because nobody buys CDs anymore. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, it's just I know that I'm gonna go in the hole. Oh, yeah. Like I could spend. That's what she a, said. Well, oh. nice. But yeah, I, I, you know what's gonna happen is if I buy CDs, it's gonna sit in my trunk and just collect plastic. I like CDs. I see that you like CDs, so I can make you one. I CD. like physical media. Well, see, the problem it is, is nice having the art too. Yeah, art booklets and stuff are pretty. I cool read in there the too. liner like notes. It. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And going back to when I was a kid, reading the liner notes and seeing that my name was not in the thank you list. <laughs> which <laughs> which record was that? All of them. <laughs> That's but, hilarious. Yeah, I know. I, I like I like the physical media. I mean, I, I download tons of digital stuff and whatnot. But there's something to be said for playing a show and walking up and you know buying mm. some stuff off the people that are because that's my favorite thing to do is go to a show and like, hey, are you guys selling CDs? Well, I have shirts. Cool. Hey, I have shirts. Yeah. Cool. Mm. So, you guys have shirts, but you don't have CDs. Well, most from from the data that I've collected working, I don't like saying this, but the data I collected working in the music industry, mm-hmm. shirts make way more money than. Oh CDs. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even yeah. even at our local shows and stuff like that, um, it, it's always like shirts that outsell CDs. You yeah. Just can't hardly get rid of them. I it's mean, just, yeah. they have these other things that um, another group of men uses. Uh, that are just like a little USB business. It's no bigger than a business card. And like you can get the songs off it and then wipe it and use it as a USB thumb drive if you really want to. If you hate the music, then at least you have like a free, you know. Oh, that's a cool idea. That is so it's still idea. a yeah. physical thing. And it has the artwork and stuff on it too. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, I should have should have brought one. Yeah. yeah. Like a digital kit. Like a digipack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And we also put like... um like uh, a little thing they'll say like you won a prize yada yada and then like if you redeem it you just it's hit called us up. a virus for your and computer then, yeah and then you get a virus <laughs> and yeah and then you have to pay us to get rid of it <laughs> it works every time no but then we you know they'd get like a free shirt or like a concert pass or something like that or maybe like a kiss and a hug yeah and short CDs suck no I'm kidding I like uh, CDs I really do it's just heavy suck I, I I feel like if we made you know, a couple hundred CDs, we'd sell like five. Right. And then I'm out. And you'd have to pay for all the duplication. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. sorry guys. I understand. Gals. But I'm going to go ahead and promise to the world that you're going to make some CDs. Maybe for the next EP. Yeah. We'll make them for you. You can take all 200 CDs and just, <laughs> you can be, because I love unboxing things. You can just pull all the plastic I'll off. I'll do an unboxing video in my driveway. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, yeah. that's my favorite thing to watch is people <laughs> like, oh, I got a new toy. See, I, you sh- did you do an unboxing for your bass? Uh, n- I didn't really get the chance, to be honest. The unboxing for me was showing you were up too at the busy store. pleasuring yourself when the bass arrived. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I'm still a little raw. <laughs> Around the edges. <laughs> no, I, 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 I do even laugh like a girl. Yeah, he, he laughs more like he laughs more like a mocking demon. Yeah, you know, that's it. I can't. I wish I could go that high pitch just to mimic it. Hi. You, you do. You laugh like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should hear Remy's of me. What's his What's his laugh? Can you do his laugh? I, I, I can't really do Remy's laugh. Is it a high pitched? No, oh. no, no. It's it's not mimicable. 
I he will doesn't s- laugh very much. I will say laughing high pitch stretches the vocal cords out, so I'm practicing. It's just an exercise. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's an excuse, that's, but hey, that's, that works. I'm going to buy it. Cool. <laughs> so you guys are going to perform some songs tonight, yes. one of which hasn't been performed before, correct? Yes. Awesome. You guys ready to do this? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we're going to set you up with a super awesome performance, so hang tight. All right, and we are back with Less Than Three, getting ready to do a rare, intimate acoustic performance in studio. What are you guys going to do for us tonight? Uh, This first song is called Staring Out the Window. Shall we? Let's do it. Four count. One, two, three, four. And I was, as I was saying earlier, I love the fact that when I first heard that song, it was without uh, any vocals, vocals or anything. Yeah. And then now, that's other than a couple days ago, the first time I've really heard that whole song with everything. So, uh, awesome. Cool. Sick. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Woohoo. Yeah, oh, I haven't had you yet. Oh, well, ooh, ooh. Um, you want to do She's a Devil? Yeah. All right. This song's called She's a Devil, and it's about a devil who's a she. Bye. 
you for writing a song about my mom that's very sweet oh ooh. um you guys do you want to try career choice sure okay this song's about working in the music industry
as if my ghouls cause bloodshot eyes And I feed off my own demise Every now and then I'll fall dead I don't feel better as fuck So we got one more from Less Than Three. What's it going to be? This song's called Live In My Dreams, and it's a ballad, and it's going to be our new single. It's the new single and the first time it's been played? First time it's ever been played, and I'm probably going to get my ass kicked because the song is super cheesy. But Okay. Um, Commence with the ass kicking. ever see you I'll just run away cause all I'll ever be for you is your getaway and I'm looking at myself in the mirror making all my failures appear hey you and I aren't the same and your heart is time of when it's just you and me and now I know we walk side by side just as friends there's nothing left for me but a road that
Listen to that last note ring, just like Spinal Tap. <laughs> awesome. Guys, this has been absolutely fucking killer having you on the show today. Thank you and, for having uh, us. Really, really stoked that you would just come hang out in the studio and just uh, just do this, and, and I'm excited for what you got you know, coming down the pike. So why don't you tell everybody out there in podcast land where they can stock you online just like I did? Uh, Lesson3band.com. And uh, Lesson 3 Seattle is our Instagram handle. So those are probably the two best ways to stay in contact. Um, and yeah, we're looking forward to playing the shows that are, are yet to come. So. Cool. So stock them online. Stock them on social media. When you see them on the street, go up to them. Give them big hugs. Give them a reach around. Whatever it takes. But keep your eyes and ears peeled for these guys. There's definitely big things coming. And I appreciate you hanging out with me today on Misery Point Radio. And we will talk to you again real soon and before i forget i wanted to give a quick shout out to brad's brother brian miranda for kicking in some awesome extra guitar work during that live performance segment brian you're awesome you kick some serious ass thanks for hanging out again always good to have you on the show as well and of course if you like what i'm doing here on misery point radio please do me the favor like the pages on facebook instagram twitter and subscribe to the show on itunes google Podcasts, spotify iHeartRadio, Podbean, Podbelly, YouTube, and coming soon, every single place that podcasts are found. I definitely appreciate all the support from you guys, and feel free to shoot me an email, miserypointradio at gmail.com. 